Morning is a presentation of financial crisis recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is Todd Rooker, your host with Cover Your Assets. I am joined here again with <laughs> Nick Folks from Great Waters, where we are again at Great Waters Retirement Radio, first Saturday of every month. And I am delighted to have him to talk about a subject, Nick, that I absolutely love, financial <laughs> independence. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. So, you know, financial independence to me, I'm I'm more interested in financial independence, Nick, than I am in retirement. Now, I know retirement is a corporate thing, you know, <laughs> and I'm not a corporate guy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a business guy. So to me, you know, I'm not so interested in quitting a job that I enjoy. I'm going to do it until until they, you know, put me in the ground, I expect. There you go. But being in a position where you have the capacity to be financially independent is akin to or very much like retirement wherein your your investments will accomplish the same thing, right? Isn't Absolutely. that the idea? Absolutely. So, you know, so so let's for all the people who are out there listening who maybe fall into one of those two categories, either you know you're 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 at your job and you're saying, "Good Lord, I don't know how much longer I can keep doing this," <laughs> which is kind of what I equate the uh, the retirement concept to be, and I know it's not that for everyone, so you forgive me for that. But or you're a business person or someone who just thoroughly enjoys what you're doing, but you'd like to reach a point where you no longer need to work uh, for the money uh, or for the retirement because you've gotten to a point where your assets will sustain your cost of living and of course, that includes inflationary costs into yep. the end of your life. So that's really what we want to do. So let's start off uh, right right from here and, and say that millennials are increasingly supporting the FIRE movement, which stands for financial freedom. So tell me, what does that mean? <laughs> so the, the FIRE movement is really all about you know financial independence, retire early. Uh, that's their big goal, uh, which is really interesting to me because it's kind of a lot like what you said, is it really about retiring early or is it really about having satisfaction in what it is you're doing, right? That you have a level of fulfillment um, that keeps you driving and kind of keeps you moving forward. Um, so I think it's just it's just such an in interesting concept to me, this idea of, you know, retire early, uh, a lifestyle that, you know, where you can kind of do what you want every single day and have the financial freedom to do so. Um, I don't know if you have to retire to necessarily do that. I think you just have to find your lane, right? Like you have to find your ability to uh, create wealth in multiple ways that affords you the freedom to feel as though you are not a slave to a schedule, but rather you have the ability to kind of set your own parameters of how you're going to work and, and how you're going to live life. But um, it's a it's a movement that's moving forward. That's so intriguing, Nick. Yeah. That is, I mean, you, we could do the whole show on that alone. <laughs> uh, you know, the... the the, the, there's two ways to go about this, or or maybe it's a combination of the two for some people, but mm -hmm. but I think they fall into two buckets. Either one, they're they're minimal, minimalists mm -hmm. and accomplishing financial.
financial independence means that they're going to travel. Yeah, they're all yeah. about travel. Well, look, man, I'm a financial guy. I'm all about net worth. I'm not about <laughs> travel. So, so you know, they just want to be able to live on nothing. And and the, and to them, putting together uh, enough money in five years so that they can travel for the next ten years is probably you know their their focus in that they want to basically live for free and not have to spend any money over that period of time, which to me is miserable. <laughs> I want abundance. I don't want to live a Spartan lifestyle and worry about what I'm doing to the world and the environment. By God, when I'm gone, they can burn it all, man. I just want to live life. Oh, no, I'm, I'm being over the top, I know. but All right, so seriously, uh, seriously, I think it's either that or it is that, that you believe you have the capacity to earn substantial amounts of money while controlling spending and yeah. in so doing, put enough away that you can accomplish that. I mean, that's kind of, and then maybe you do still want to uh, go that path in that you have you have been frugal along yeah, the way yeah, and it gets you there faster. So that makes sense. Yeah, it, it definitely makes sense. Uh, I can see it, where you're coming from because there is a large minimalist movement that we My see rant. today. <laughs> yeah, your rant. I picked out some pieces inside of that right there. <laughs> so, but, but when you look at the minimalist movement, really, it's um, I think there's a growing concept or idea of people not wanting to be controlled by things, that they don't want to have things dictate what their future looks like. Uh, they don't want to have a mortgage payment necessarily that controls what they can and can't do throughout their life. They don't want to have you know car payments that, that bog them down. And, and quite honestly, I'm like, yeah, there you go. That's great. Now, I... It's not necessarily about not being controlled by things. I think it's about having discipline. I think that really the concept that we're really looking at here is how do I create a disciplined mindset that allows me to purchase things that are within my means that afford me financial freedom to do additional things that I want to be able to do. So like all of that, whether you, whether you're thinking about you want to, you know, retire early, you know, I want to be done at 40. Okay. Awesome. That's great. Um, or if you're, you're hitting that age where you're, you're 60, you're 65 and you're thinking, you know, I want to retire, but I want to retire with a level of freedom that maybe I didn't expect to have. Either way, I say that you have to start by just setting goals. You have to just, you have to decide what is the lifestyle that you want to live? What are the things that are going to be important to you? What do you value? Right? What is your, what do you value? And then how are you going to live that out inside of your life by the financial decisions that you make? I think a lot of people find themselves in uh, financial troubles or issues simply because they never set a goal in front of them that they were aiming towards. And so they're kind of meandering through life, if you will, and then thinking that maybe this purchase or that purchase, or that bigger house or that nicer car is going to uh, help me feel like I achieved something or hit some type of goal. And at the end, it becomes this, you know, this chain around them that really kind of holds them back from the next level of financial freedom that they really do want to experience. I think there's two ways to look at this. And I and I everything you're saying it's kind of like what you said. I, I take things from the from the points that you've made and I think they're valid and I will just expand on it. I, I really think that there's two ways uh to look at this. You are able to uh to consider how it is that you're going to live and then if you have money left over You'll invest it as though I'll just make more money and there'll be so much money that I'll have the lifestyle that I dream of and still have plenty of money left over to do that. Yeah. I think that's a fallacy, but mm -hmm. I think that's one way that people look at it. Mm -hmm. I think the other way that people look at it is they just figure out a number that they have to put away, which I completely agree with. However, they don't fully appreciate 
the lifestyle that they really do want. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is they're putting money away to reach this number. You know, hey, I'm going to put away 15% of my money. Okay, great. So you have it automatically taken out of your yep, check. Yep. Except the problem is on the flip side of that, they're actually spending more on their lifestyle, accumulating debt, and then they wind up taking loans from their qualified retirement account that really uh, essentially destroy that yeah. whole concept. Yeah. So you have to really appreciate what you are willing to accept as a lifestyle. Yeah, and I think you bring up a really interesting point point because um right so even alongside that same thought process of setting your goals like whether you're, you're like okay i'm going to set aside 15 percent um and you you said that people underestimate i think another way that we see that underestimation is when you think about your life moving forward the type of life you want to have are you actually underestimating the cost of that lifestyle no question. that you want to have no question future, about it Nick. right i mean and and you know the, the reality also i think is that it isn't when 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 people think about successful investing and retirement and or independence. Yeah, they tend to think only along the lines of investment decisions. Mm-hmm. I think that's missing the boat by about eighty percent because mm-hmm. I don't believe that people fail to succeed financially, and, and and that failure means to accomplish what they had hoped. Mm-hmm. All right, because that's a subjective thing for everybody. Fair enough, but. What I mean is that they don't they don't fail because they make because of the investment decisions they do or don't make. They fail because they spend too much money on an education hmm. that they can't monetize in the form of an income yeah. and they spend too many years trying to pay that back when money could have been invested and otherwise had opportunity yeah. attached to it. So they lose money there. They lose money by spending too much money on a too big an engagement ring, too much on a wedding, too much on a on a honeymoon. Too, uh, too much on new cars, as mm-hmm. you talked about, by buying a bigger house than what they can afford, yep. by buying, you know, there's so a boat, motorcycle, snowmobile, all uh, depreciating all, assets, all, the, all depreciating so assets that you hear me talk about, <laughs> the lake cabin, all the things that people desire to have that are all the things that literally don't make you any money. Remember something, folks, an asset makes you money, a liability costs you money. So what does that tell you about your primary home that everyone else has told you is the best investment you can possibly make? Mm. It's a liability. It's not uh, It's not an asset. And all those other things, well, they're behind that, and they're even worse. <laughs> so all the things that people, you know, these decisions that people make poorly along the way are predominantly the reason that they, they fail to succeed. Yeah. That's I, what I think. It's It's true. I mean... I think so. For me, growing up, you know, I came from uh, a family that was incredibly hardworking. You know, my dad worked seventy plus hours a week. My mom was working four jobs when I was going to school. Right, I worked three jobs and went to high school. So my concept of the value of money was probably a lot different than other people because money meant time to me. Like it had a cost to it. Right. Um, And so. I became more and more aware at a younger age of um, if I wanted to buy back my time, I had to be very, very aware of what I did with Your my money. Your money had to money. make enough money to do that. You <laughs> exactly. know, Nick, first of all, let me say this. You're an extraordinary guy, and you really are. And the thing that you just described was an education in life in and of itself. I saw a kid driving down the road today, and he had a bicycle with a little trailer attached and a lawnmower, and he was driving around asking people to mow their lawns. That is that is an education in yep. itself right there. Yep. We're going to take a break right now, and we will be back talking about how to achieve financial independence and or your retirement. We'll be right back. 
Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Home Rental Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property investment's full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums, and will attain the highest monthly rent possible. Go to homerentalsystems.com or call now 612-701-4375. Accounting and bookkeeping services are no longer just about record keeping. For decades, Arliss Cleveland has been passionate about helping individuals and businesses look at their taxes and financials in a big picture strategy that allows them to position for maximum profitability. Arliss Cleveland Limited is big enough to handle any size client, yet small enough to give you the direct personal attention you deserve. Their philosophy is that accounting and tax services are about more than just numbers on a page. It's all about building client relationships that are personal. Call 763-786-462 for a free consultation. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to SMA. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you're structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels and Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business, handle the filings, and will meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYF 
CYA21.com to get the details. That's CYA21.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. I am here with Nick Folks. Uh, Nick is a representative for Great Waters Financial, and this is the first Saturday of every month, Great Waters Retirement Radio. Nick, it is always a joy to have you here. You and I <laughs> could certainly go out and have a few beers and we'd go on and on there and you on. Go. <laughs> um, but I, I think this topic is so utterly intriguing. And at the break, Nick and I were talking a little bit about monetizing an education and how important that is but you know every one of these things are very very important because whatever it is you spend so just to just to hit the educational component but remember folks this applies to everything when you think about a four-year education assuming that the person actually finishes four years in four years come on Tom. yeah come on <laughs> uh let's assume that you could have worked a reasonable job post high school and made thirty thousand dollars a year which i think is entirely reasonable well that means in four years, you gave up $120,000 in income. Now, if at the end of the day, the cost of the education was fifty dollars or $60,000, and I have a hard time believing that's all it would cost, but let's just assume that it's... Are you talking about the first year? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's almost comical, <laughs> isn't it? But here's the point that I'm making. If it costs $60,000 and you gave up $120,000, that's $180,000 cost. Now, if you had taken that amount of money and invested it post high school and allowed it to grow throughout what would be the value of that alone so when you consider that as a business decision when i say monetizing the cost of an education at the end of the day it's a business decision and what does this education net me on the other side and is it a good business decision yeah and and for a lot of people i'm going to tell you if they actually did the numbers they would immediately say this was a colossal mistake yeah you know but you know you're so ingrained with the notion that you're going to go to school and you know we talk i i at the end of the break i also caught hit this thing about this kid riding around with on a bicycle with a lawnmower and a little trailer on the back yeah I love and it. when i said it's an education look he's got to go to the door he's got to do sales and solicit himself he's out there working hard in the sun he not only has to has to get the money get him to pay when he's done but he also has to manage the money so he can uh, so he can afford to buy gas and keep the lawnmower going yep, yep. all of that is invaluable and how few kids in this world today are taught any of those tenants as it relates to money management and fiscal responsibility. Yeah, and think about it. He's going to have such a, a good understanding of what he's actually trading when he gives his time. His time for money. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. And so, like I was saying before, you get to a point where you have an understanding of that, and then you start to go, okay, well, what does financial freedom really mean? It means you get to the point where maybe you're not so much trading your dollars for hours anymore that your or your hourly rate your personal hourly rate is much higher for the time that you're willing to spend on something or you just have the ability that the assets that you've accumulated and i'm saying assets not like we talked about before uh, the assets that you have accumulated are actually creating time for you Um, and i think that's really what people are searching for they're trying to find how do i gain back time in my life how do i experience more time in in my life um 
which is it's just so critical. It's just so important. Um, and when you talk about the financial education, I think one of the things that's really interesting for us over at Great Waters is, you know, we provide an internship opportunity for people to come. And uh, it's been crazy. Majority of our interns have actually ended up getting hired with us. But we have two young, two young African American men who are graduating, who graduated high school this year, who approached us to say, we would like to intern with Great Waters. They went through the same process as everybody else against college students. And they were so well prepared, understanding what they were looking for and what they wanted to understand. So, you know, I, and I wasn't just to learn the concepts of money and finance. And because when I sat down with them, because I I, I wanted to talk with them after they'd received the internship. And I said, so talk to me about like, what brought you in? And they said, well, we want to understand how does this industry actually work? How does money actually work? What is it actually doing? Because if we're going to, no matter what job we're in, we need to know how does the world really work? How does finances really work? What are the things I should be thinking about? And these are these are high school kids getting ready to go to college. Both of them student athletes that are uh, on full rides. I mean, it, it was really incredible. But just to see that hunger, not only to... Um, make money per se, but to understand how does this money have to work for me to create the financial freedom that I want to have in the future. So that's an interesting thing because people are not taught, to, even in even in school, are not taught to think as business people do, mm-hmm. or at least look at things from a purely financial metric, right? Yeah. So, you know, when, when my kids said, what should we study in college? I said, what are you willing to tolerate that makes you the most money? Which, of course, is <laughs> about as abrasive as it can be for wow. to, to a purpose, right? Yeah. Because to me, at the end of the day, if you're a business, if a business is a, is a benign entity that is interested in two things only, what makes the most money and what costs the least, mm-hmm. right? So a business is, in the, is, is, is not only interested in, in income, but it's also interested in the accumulation of assets, all mm-hmm. right? So this is, in essence, a human being and the way that they would think if they were this. So there's three cores, there, there's, three, there's three asset classes. One is an income-producing asset, two is an appreciable or increasing in value asset, and three is a depreciating asset. And we all know what people chase after, mm-hmm. depreciable assets that make them no money and lose them money. Yeah. So when a person begins to think this way, and as a business, what makes me the most money or cost me the least, mm-hmm. when they put that alongside of all the dreams and desires they have and their personal sensibilities, yeah. they can yeah. take the two and do the Franklin close and look at one purely objectively as a financial decision and the other one about what they want and then use the two yeah. which are both important yeah. to bring them or arrive them at a final conclusion. I don't think the component I just drew out is brought up at all with most people. It's all about being fulfilled and all about loving what you do even though you're going to be broke the rest of your life, son. <laughs> okay? Well, I was uh you know. <laughs> See, I'm just extreme, man. I just got to do you that. Just, yeah, you just want to tell it like it is. Um it was uh, I was I was doing a new segment and they were asking me about you know just kind of planning for the future a lot of this stuff right here, and you know there's a lot of talk about your best life now, um, and I just I find it so interesting in that conversation how little planning there is done for your best life now, how much it's it's an emotional or a theoretical thing and there's very very little strategy that is put into it's okay. gobbledygook. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like it'll sell you some best help books, but like you have to deal with things like what we were talking about, you know, like how do you deal with debt? 
right? Like, how do you manage debt? If you Which, look, of course, is what you're going to have if you don't do these things we're talking about, exactly. right? I mean, right now, what is it? Americans, we have, uh, let's see what it is. It's uh, $1 trillion in credit card debt. One trillion dollars, which is right alongside of student loan debt, right? Yeah, it's, right along. They're almost running a parallel. Yeah. yeah. So, so, which is kind of funny because then you look and you go, now is that a correlation between getting a degree that doesn't pay you any money and then having to use a credit card to get? <laughs> well, great analogy, Nick. I love it. I'm just, I, I'm just spitballing here, but um, <laughs> <laughs> on the money, baby. So there's two schools of thought, right? When you're when you're coming to like, how am I going to deal with this debt? Am I going to try to avalanche this, which is I'm going to go after whatever my highest interest rates are and, and try to pay those off so they're not crushing me um, as I'm just not accumulating anything because anything I'm making in the market is getting crushed by what's happening to my debt or am I going to try to snowball a list uh, where I'm I'm paying off my least amounts and getting rid of the debt slowly um and so that's great. I, I feel like there's a lot of conversation today about getting out of debt, which is fine, but I also think there needs to be more conversation on the front end of well, how do you set up a lifestyle that avoids you from getting into debt? Well, the first point is that anything that you cannot afford to pay for today that you're using some form of non-cash credit yeah. to pay for means that you're paying for you're you're buying something that you can't afford. It's that that it's has that to simple, be abundantly right? clear. Yeah. So every time that you do that, not only are you losing the money that you're overspending, yep. but apparently if you found a way to come up with the money some way, somehow down the road, then you're losing all the opportunity on that money. So if you've got $10,000 in credit card debt that you're going to pay off at a 19% compounded rate, take the grand total that you'll pay over that amortized, meaning periodic period of time, five years, three years, 10 years, whatever it is, and then take that same amount of money and then talk to somebody like me and Nick and have them plug it into the financial calculator and see what the compounding return would be at a 6 to 8% return if you left that same money alone to age 60 and the number, which is the total cost and the lost opportunity cost, will blow your mind. It'll make your stomach hurt. And it's why you won't do it, because the fact <laughs> is you don't want to know. <laughs> That's and, and It's true, but I think that it, it's really hard, especially in a culture today where we are inundated. I mean, the fact that they did a study that 73-year-olds today, one-third of 73-year-olds today, will not be able to pay off their debt before they die. And that's not home debt. That's just outstanding cars and credit cards and things like that. That means that even a culture, um, an, an, an age demographic before us, which had no concept of credit cards and debt, right, has been inundated so well by commercials and uh, opportunities and advertisements that it's actually crept past the current generations all the way into generations who never used credit cards and never used leverage or debt like that to now it's exposing them to that. Well, I mean, if we all jump to holding hands, it's okay then, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I think I th- that was just a little bit shocking to me. kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, well, I and, and I concur. It is. And, and why is it, folks? It's because we expect a lifestyle that our take-home pay cannot afford. How do we fix that? How do we fix that? And I'll tell you one thing. You better be conscious of the income that you're going to make and what it affords you in a lifestyle. Because if you don't like the lifestyle that the perceived income is going to, is going to generate, then you better start looking at a different path. I mean, that, that's the bottom line. And even having said that, a lifestyle is an insatiable thing, isn't it? So when you make more, you can so easily spend more. So we have to be concerned with that because paying down debt isn't just the fact that now I've accumulated debt. It's all the money that I lose 
in the future as well. We're going to take another break here. With that, we're here with Nick Folks. We're talking about how to create financial independence. And although we're being a little funny, a little facetious here in some of the comments, it is real. And you really need to yeah. take, you know, take heart in all of this and recognize that if you can control these things and discipline these things, you will be vastly ahead regardless of the income that you make. We will be right back. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you are structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels and Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business, handle the filings, and will meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYA21.com to get the details. That's CYA What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY. Or go online to SMA the number 2day.com. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at Kim at kimnibo.com You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. In studio here at the Grand ESPN KSTP 1500 Studios, I have in studio Nick Folk, great representative, a phenomenal guy, just in his own right, 
uh, with Great Waters Financial. And we're talking today about financial independence. Nick is a financial advisor. I'm a financial coach and strategist. And we know a little bit about this, don't we, Nick? A couple of things. Yeah. So <laughs> so listen closely. Uh, so, so you know, we, we were talking about debt. And we were talking about the, the idea of paying down debt. Because it, for a lot of people, debt is going to become a real issue. And it's going to become more of an issue than the investment side, which is really a travesty of what of what's you know going on today as as Nick and I were talking uh, the the concept can be approached two ways as Nick said and I'm just summarizing one of them is to take and pay minimum payments on all of the outstanding debts that meaning individual creditors whom you owe money and approach uh, the one that has the largest interest rate which is to say any extra money above and beyond the minimum payments you contribute it all towards the debt that has the largest interest rate this is the concept of, of the debt snowball where you pay it down or you can go at the, the smallest one which happens to have regardless of interest rate the the easiest or quickest path to being paid off and that's a psychology more than a mathematical equation however in a lot of instances the psychology trumps yeah. the math because human beings need to see success quickly they're Momentum. they're physical and they're and they're fickle if they don't see success quick, they just abandon ship and go home, you know? So we know that although the math works and everybody thinks that they operate like a human automaton, they really don't. And in a lot of cases, you're going to pay that down. And imagine if the minimum payment on that particular debt was 50 bucks and you're applying an extra $500, you're paying 550 a month towards that one while taking minimum payments on all the other ones. Well, maybe the next one has a minimum payment of $100 per month, and now you're going to take that. At 550 haven't paid off the first one and now you're paying 650 towards that and so you roll to the inevitable conclusion the challenge all the while is that you have to have some semblance of an emergency fund because if you don't one thing goes wrong you fall flat on your face and always remember something no creditor gives you credit for overpaying last month when you can't make the minimum payment this month right <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to be so realistic? Oh, I know, I know. Well, so I, every time I think about this, though, um, like debt and and everything is it's really I, it's such a heart issue. It, it like you said, it's such a heart issue with us and contentment and culture today. And uh, I think it, I, I just find it so funny because even as um, you, you know, like one of the big things is is finding a, a a job that's going to produce the type of income that you want to produce, right? But but if you don't deal with the underlying heart issue of understanding contentment and, the and time, all you will do is as your income increases, you won't actually know how to handle that well. Right. Um, and so one of the things that I think, um, and you talk about this, I talk about this, is if you're if you're seeing income increases or you're getting into a spot where maybe you're growing in your career, there's never a more important time for you to start automating out what your savings is going to look like so that you force yourself to live a lifestyle set on a parameters that do not change so that even if your income is changing your savings account is getting bigger your your retirement accounts are getting bigger your investment accounts are getting bigger but your lifestyle is remaining the same and i think that one of the only ways that you can do that just based on human nature from what i see is you have to automate that you have to force yourself to never see the money in your no bank question. account. <laughs> the minute you take mental ownership of it, you're already thinking about all the stuff you can buy with it, right? I mean, it's, it's so true. And, and to Nick's point, for a lot of people, look, the psychology is that when they make more money, they want more and they want to reward themselves. Mm -hmm. And, and look, 
that isn't terrible if it's a measured approach. Yep. Right? That makes sense. I mean, at the very least, if I get if I get an increase in pay that is a net one hundred dollars, if you make out if you determine that seventy percent of that's gonna to go towards an increase in investing dollars, yep. and thirty percent goes to you, or even as even fifty fifty, <coughs> at least you get to enjoy the benefits, but you have a measured approach in that you're gonna increase your savings above and beyond what you're doing, and as your income increases over your working lifetime, which is a which which presumably will be a trajectory up in the form of income, that means you're saving more and more and it costs you it doesn't cause any pain. And the best thing that you can do, Nick just said it, is that you automate that process and you don't allow yourself as a human being to make that decision. Because yep. trust me, you'll make the wrong one. Right? <laughs> remember remember the thing about money, folks. Remember this always. If you rely on discipline, I hear people nick all the time, well, you're going to have to become disciplined. I think if you rely on discipline, you might as well give up and go home. (laughs) I think what you do is you create systems, like we're talking about, that overcome the failing of the human being so they succeed despite themselves. Yeah. That's what I believe. Yeah. It's it's always funny to me because, like, I look up and um, over time, right, like I'm just continuing to put money away or or do things like that. Um, And because I work with people who are in retirement or nearing retirement, like, I've been blessed that I get to sit down and pick the brains of incredibly successful people. You mean like me? Yeah, like <laughs> you, just like you. And but okay. it's, it's it's been so amazing along with that, that over my career, um, there's so many disciplines that I learned that I had to systematize or automate into my own life right. to be able to bring those things in. Because there's a lot of um, there's a lot there were a lot less automatic mistakes that people made in, in in previous generations right the internet is amazing right it's an amazing tool we have access to so many different things right but this this item in your pocket this phone is a double tap a fingerprint away from you overspending your entire month right right you can you can click today and have something sent to your door tomorrow that you can't afford Whereas before, like you had to drive places, you had to take time, you had time to think about what you were going to do and decisions you were going to make. And so that's why I think that if you have to kind of shortcut the system right now, because the system is kind of setting you up to spend quickly. So, so you bring up such an important point, because remember, anything, any technology that makes it easier and less cumbersome to spend money is problematic. Why is it that in today's world, no one wants to do a physical cash envelope system? <laughs> well, they'll tell you because it's cumbersome. It's a pain in the rear. And are you serious, Todd? You think I'm going to go into the gas station and pay for gas? Oh, my God. You know, but here's the thing. When you pull money out of your wallet or out of an envelope system, you immediately identify how much is left in there and you feel the pain of watching that money go away. Yeah, you and do. it affects the way you spend. You take that barrier away and it becomes much easier to spend in a, in a prolific way. And for the, the financial institutions and the retailers and the creditors of the world, they love that and you don't even realize it's going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I it's so funny that you mentioned that because like I can have cash in my wallet right like I can have you know $50 in my in my uh, my billfold and that $50 will stay there <laughs> right. and I'll use my card instead it's Absolutely. like there's something about giving like physically giving away my money that is just I don't feel comfortable doing this but it is it's that direct like oh my gosh 
Here it is. This is what I've worked for. How long did it take me to earn this? That, that whole concept, right. right? And so that's why I think that if you can take and you can put 10, 15% of your income away on a regular basis, then you're removing some of those barriers, right? You're removing some of those things that are going to trip you up in the future because now you can't automatically thumbprint away, um, you know, 10% of your money that you, you didn't have that you, that you, you should have been putting away. So, um, automation is just a major key point and we it have, protects you from yourself. It, it really it does. It, uh, saving automatic savings will protect you from yourself. I don't think you you could say it any better than that. <laughs> well, you're the you're the point of failure, with no doubt in that equation. And and so and so remember when we, we when Nick and I started at the top of the hour, I said that it's less about investment decisions and it's more about the mistakes. Well, you could look at this and say, if you don't do this, this is a major mistake. Because this will accomplish things that if you had to make the decision of should I put the money away and save or invest it, you probably wouldn't do it. But it overcomes that problem because it automates it. And that, forget about what you invest in, just having the freaking money, right? (laughs) We don't need to waste time talking about the money, what your investment return when you don't have any money to invest in the first place. Right, so that's easy, and and for most people, look, if not for the retirement savings, which is a a testament to this, if not for the fact that money came automatically out of their check to go to their four hundred one k, look, if every time they had to invest and they had to make the decision this pay cycle or start next pay cycle, let me just guarantee in thirty years they'd have no money, right? So that's a that's a a given. Well, now we're talking about maybe something that's even above and beyond. So we want to use our retirement and and get to the point where we are maximizing our contribution. Yep. That doesn't mean better de- investment decisions. That means you're putting away as much as you possibly can yep. within a tax-benefited uh, retirement plan, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, th- I mean, you look at the 401k, right? So, and especially now that we have uh, access to Roth 401ks in a lot of our retirement plans today, it means that I can pay the taxes, which right now, until 2026, when this sun sets, we're in the lowest tax bracket that we've seen in modern history. I should be maxing out my Roth retirement accounts to be building tax-free money for myself right now. So listen, folks, if that's something you have not thought about or heard about, it's something that you need to be maximizing. And, if you're, right now. And, and listen, if you've heard, well, because you've got a 401k that you can't invest in a, in, in a Roth or you can only do so much, look, in very short order, every employer in short order is going to have to offer you in your 401k the yep. ability to contribute, which is to say, after tax income towards your Roth and fund your retirement account fully in your company-sponsored 401k. If you don't understand the value and significance of that, then you need to talk to to, to Nick across here from me because he's going to beat it up on you and tell you why you need to do that. we got to take another break. We're here with Nick, folks, from Great Waters Financial. It is Great Waters Retirement Radio. We'll be right back. Accounting and bookkeeping services are no longer just about record keeping. For decades, Arliss Cleveland has been passionate about helping individuals and businesses look at their taxes and financials in a big picture strategy that allows them to position for maximum profitability. Arliss Cleveland Limited is big enough to handle any size client, yet small enough to give you the direct personal attention you deserve. Their philosophy is that accounting and tax services are about more than just numbers on a page. It's all about building client relationships that are personal. Call 763-786-4626 for a free consultation. 
Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price, that is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Home Rental Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property investment's full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums, and will attain the highest monthly rent possible. Go to homerentalsystems.com or call now, 612-701-4375. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. Four convenient offices in the Twin Cities. GreatWatersFinancial.com You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are here with Nick Folks. Nick, I think I think I always enjoy my time with you. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love it. it. We we certainly uh, do well together. Why don't you Why don't you do all our listeners a favor and give them your contact information? If you want to get a hold of Nick? They do what, Nick? Uh, you can check us out in a couple different ways. You can go to uh, greatwatersfinancial.com and you can contact us there. Otherwise, you can uh, send an email to myself at nick n i c k dot folks f o u l k s at mygreatwaters.com, or you can give our office a call as well. Uh, you can feel free to reach out to us at six one two three six zero two one two seven. 
Perfect, perfect. You know, and uh, Nick, you, if you go to uh, to the Great Waters website, you'll be able to see uh, Nick uh, having been interviewed with many of the, the local television stations. Nick is just fantastic. He's a great public speaker. He's great in front of the camera, and he's certainly great behind the microphone. Oh, so, thank you. So uh, I enjoy having him, and it's an honor to do that. But, you know, moreover, he's phenomenal at the business that we're both in, and that is helping people with money. And I think it is one of the most valued services there is, never, never mind the fact that people tell you, money isn't isn't important <laughs> but you know when we what, it's important let, once you don't have yeah, it <laughs> it's only it's only not important when you have enough of it that's that's the <laughs> thing when you don't have it you say money's not important well we can be absolutely certain in concluding that you don't have enough and you're angry about that but but it, it, look so let's assume that i am doing these things yeah. or that i begin doing these things now it becomes about what am i going to do with that money and how will i get the greatest leverage with that money yeah so it's not just about automating savings right it's about being strategic with the money that you are saving so uh, before the break I talked about having the opportunity right now to build your Roth IRA so we're talking all about financial independence right financial freedom what about to be what about positioning yourself to grow your money in a tax-free account I'm not talking about like a minimized tax situation I'm talking about a tax-free account which means you paid your taxes now Throughout your working careers, you continue to accumulate, as this investment continues to accumulate, that Roth 401k, when you go to retire, is a tax-free account to you now. Think about that. That you walk into retirement with greater purchasing power than those around you. Because the reality that we always try to help people understand at Great Waters is it's not just about what you have, it's about what you're able to keep. It's not about what you want to be able to purchase, it's how much of your money will need you will have to use to purchase those items, right? So we're all about uh, not only the investments, but strategic planning on income planning, uh, Social Security maximization, because these are all tax-favored things that you have to be thinking through. So if I'm growing a Roth 401k over my working life period, and then I come out in comparison to, let's say I, I grow a half a million dollars tax-free or I grow a half a million dollars in my 401k. When I come out and I'm going to retirement with a half a million dollars, do I really have a half a million dollars if it's pre-tax money? No, I have a half a million dollars minus what Uncle Sam is going to get me for. So let's say maybe that's what, uh, right now you're, let's say you're operating in the 22% tax bracket, plus we have what, seven and a half, eight and a half percent state. So now I'm really losing. For now. For now, right? For now. <laughs> Minnesota. So really, I'm already short 30% of what I thought I had inside of retirement after taxes. Ugh, devastating. Whereas all of a sudden, if I come out with a $500,000 Roth, I have $500,000. Every time I go to buy gas, that's a dollar for a dollar. I'm not, every time I need to pull out money, it's dollar for dollar. So how much more time and leverage does that buy me in accumulation? What, how much does that decrease the pressure of what my accumulation rate has to be on my money because I don't have to account for a 30% tax uh, portion on that money as well? So everything that we're doing is to really think through uh, if you really want to be strategic, you have to start prioritizing retirement now. You have to go, okay, not only is it about what I want to be able to do now, but it's what do I want to be able to do in 10, 15, 20 years from now? How do I set myself up for those? And maybe some of you, you're listening and you're saying, well, I'm already, I'm already close to retirement. I'm already there. There are so many strategies to put yourself, especially right now, in a strategic position using things like Roth conversion planning, which is something we specialize in and helping people forecast and see with tax mapping what should they be doing in order to maximize their accounts and position themselves well for the future so it's not too late but 
you cannot get to where you want to be financially free without a plan in place. Well, and that's you guys' forte. Yeah, that's what we do. It's the planning, and I and I want to make this point in 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 a significant and substantive measure here, which is to say this: I'm, I'm trying to hit this hard. Tax strategy or tax efficiency proves to be more important than investment return. You need to understand that. So before you start complaining about your financial advisor not getting you the re- the return on investment that you think they should, remember something. Anything they say they're going to do is all subjective because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. When you stand on a tax strategy that nets this percentage of gri- of lesser tax, that is a static thing you can stand on. <laughs> yes. That's a powerful thing. So you create a tax strategy for the top 50% of your income or whatever percentage it is, and you are able to net a 15% tax savings, that is in essence a 15% rate of return increase as a result of that tax strategy. There is no investment strategy with paper investments that's ever going to get you that. Yeah, I mean, that's so important for people to understand. My team will literally look across the table and say, listen, I cannot promise you 15% returns or 10% returns. He said, but we'll show you and go, but based on your tax planning that I can see, I can save you ten percent in taxes. Absolutely, you do it. I mean, and 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 people don't, they don't they don't get this. So when you say it to them, they smile and nod, but they don't get it. Look, in a traditional four hundred one k contribution where you're not paying taxes to retirement, that means that lovely you avoided the tax today. However, when you take that money out, you pay income tax, not just on the money that you didn't have to pay income tax on the beginning, but all of the gain or the return on investment. And here's the worst part of all. If you like a 401k traditional contribution as a tax incentivized vehicle over a 401k or a a Roth contribution, then you must be betting on the fact that you won't live very long. And and that must be because remember, there's these horrible things called required minimum (laughs) distributions where you have to pay tax on the money, whether you need it or not, which means that the longer you live, the more likely it is you're going to wind up paying all the income tax on all the money. It's actually FINRA. FINRA actually states that the greatest expense for retirees is their taxes. They, they said that, that that is the number one expense that people don't realize is going to happen and hit them. And they figure it out when they get there. Oh, yeah. When they get these big tax bills that are were way more money than they were paying when they were working. Oh, I, Todd, I can't tell you how many times I've sat across the table from somebody and I've showed them, like, this is your predicted required minimum distributions. And the look on their face, what am I supposed to do with all that? Wait, what is my tax bracket now? Because there's time periods that get wasted from right before retirement, right when they retired, until all of a sudden their RMDs are creeping up around the corner. And there's this missed opportunity where you could have taken massive advantage of a low tax bracket, but instead there's a hike of 10, 12, or even in some cases 15% increase in your taxation well they're frugal they've been they've been leaving the money alone right? and, and now like, they get hit with this massive tax on money they don't need to live on and we totally get it because your whole life you've been told put it away put it away put it away put it away right, right. and then all of a sudden you meet somebody like us who's going well we need to take it out but i don't need it i know that but we're going to reinvest it in a more appropriate manner and in a more tax efficient vehicle and 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 it's just it's it's a whole different and they mindset. don't and they don't and, but listen though they don't understand that they only understand it when they get the tax bill. 
Yeah. And throughout the entire working life, the accumulation phase, they don't even give that a second thought. Well, you've never had to. Right. right? Your employer's always done that. But right? then all of a sudden, it's on your shoulders. And, and this is one of the, the biggest reasons I tell people, if you've never sat down, even if it's not with us, right? If you've never sat down with, with, <laughs> <laughs> if you've never sat down with a professional firm that's a holistic planning firm to, that can actually roadmap this out for you to help you see all the things that you need to be thinking through, because retirement is not the same same as accumulation. If you haven't seen all of these moving pieces, your provisional income tax, your capital gains taxation, along with your income taxation, all of this stuff touching each other, if you don't know how that works, please find a professional. Check out some of the educational videos we have on our website. I already have a financial advisor. They tell me they're a retirement specialist too. (laughs) Well, then this conversation <laughs> this conversation better have been had <laughs> that's yeah, all they're that's not all folks they're not they're they're the the vast majority of financial advisors certainly they have an understanding of retirement because that's what that's what they're talking about all along the way but in terms of of specializing implementation in, yes in tax strategy and distribution to minimize the tax liability and enhance the money that you have as a, as spendable income this is what these guys do above and beyond. Now, these guys don't misunderstand. They also are investment advisors and will help you invest your dollars leading up to that point. But the reality is their true specialty is the distribution of retirement dollars and helping you plan and position for that long before you get there. That's yeah. really what your forte is. Yeah, exactly. We we had a, one of our advisors up in Duluth. He, he had somebody ask him just the other day, you know, well, shouldn't uh, maybe you guys have a head start talking to me about this because you know my other two advisors they had two other advisors and that that's left hand knowing what the right hand's doing right but uh, <laughs> and so but he was like that you know I haven't really told them that I'm, I want to retire next year and one of our advisors looked across and he said you shouldn't have to <laughs> <laughs> he just said if you're the the role of whoever's advising you and serving your family is that they should be futuristic on your behalf. They should be strategizing. If this is what on we're planning behalf. for. You don't. You you shouldn't know it in the eleventh hour. Yeah, it, hey. it shouldn't. You shouldn't be surprising me with this information. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, listen, folks. I, there's always so much more to cover. Uh, we have enjoyed having you on the show, Nick. Thank you uh, once again, Nick. Why don't you throw out your contact information one last time before we roll out of here? Yeah, for sure. Uh, feel free to check us out at GreatWatersFinancial.com. You can contact us via email there. You can also check out some of our educational uh, videos that are available for you and then feel free to give us a call at 612-360-2127 fantastic hope you enjoyed the show everybody remember manage your day-by-day money so you have something to work with and then we got lots to talk about have a great week everybody (laughs) bye-bye